Hello and welcome back to the sixth episode of the Talking League podcast. I'm Shane Campbell and alongside me we've got Ashton Lima and Jared Buckle. How are we doing, gents? Always fantastic. Uh, had a lucky weekend, got sunburned like you cannot believe, but nursing on the recovery, uh, well worth it. Awesome stuff. Tonight, guys, we have a special guest in studio with us. Please put your hands together for Connor McCracken. Connor! Hey. Coach. Ash, you. How are you boys? All right. Thanks. And you, Con. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much for having me. It's a great honor. Fantastic, man. Guys, before we jump straight into our show, we'd like to give our sponsor, 197 Engineering, a massive shout out to contact them and find out how they best can help your business. Contact Cody Wesson on 011-892-1334. We'll also leave their details, as always, in the podcast details below. Guys, are we ready to kick off? Yes. 100%. Fantastic. 100%. Con, let's start with you. Uh, can you just introduce yourself to the listeners? Tell them a little bit more about yourself, if you don't mind. Okay, well, gents, I mean, you guys know me and you know what I'm about. I mean, I'm just an average guy who does what he does to make a living. But in terms of my footballing background, I'm just an avid fanatic, as you guys are. I watch every weekend religiously. You guys know that all the games as much as I can. It's a lifestyle. And... I mean, yeah, I'd like, I'd like to say it's just well-rounded, you know? Awesome stuff. That's solid. I think we'd actually just like to start off with a nice question from Logan Gunn, and he posted a question on Facebook for you. He's asking you, as a striker okay, in football, how do you try and be most effective as a striker to score goals? Um, do you look for space? Do you call for the ball more? Do you come back deeper to, to fetch the ball? What is, what is the keys for you as a striker? I think I think it's a good question. Thanks, Logan, for that one. I think it's a good question because I think a lot of football, and not just as a striker in particular, uh, comes down to common sense. It's not it's not a case of always methodically being in an, in the right position because certain situations on the field dictate yeah. your need to do different things. So I think I think what's helped me the most. I th- I would have to say is my ability to adapt in certain situations because not all football games are A, B, C, D, goal. You know what I'm saying? Uh, thanks, thanks so much. That's actually good fruit for thought there, Lance. Thank you. Yeah, it kind of puts you on the spot. I mean, when you're on the field, yeah. you know what to do. And then when someone asks you how yeah. to do it or what to do, you're like, wait a minute. I don't know. It's it's it might goal. sound a bit spiritual, guys, but I, I think I think you really have to be feeling it and in the moment. You know, you have to be, that game has to be your life at that, in t- at that moment in time. You can't be thinking of anything else. 100%. And that, that, that becomes a second nature after that, you know? Exactly. That. It's just got to come natural to you. You've got to, it's that muscle memory as well, for sure. Um, of course, we have to go to this, guys. The weekend. Mm-hmm. The football results on the weekend were, some of them were expected. Some of them were crazy and some of them were just Arsenal, if you want to say that. Um, <laughs> actually, what was the standout result for you this weekend? Obviously, the Chelsea and City game. I think... <laughs> I, had to, I had to bring it up. I had to bring it up. Because <laughs> obviously, you know, Chelsea and City, we were expecting actually Chelsea to go through because, you know, Edison just came off being injured. And you look at the likes of Aguero, where the past three games he hasn't actually been performing. And look at his stats, you know, in the last three games, you know, like one or two goals. It's not going to help. And the thing is now he's injured for our next few games. So mm-hmm. City winning that game, it was a good relief because obviously we go in a higher position now. We go to number three. And as the league is standing now, it's it's a good option for City to be able to win games now, to be able to go to at least number one and number two. 
but obviously number one it's it's gonna get there but yeah over time yeah were you it's worried at one stage i was worried i was worried very very worried because chelsea is a very very good team they got a lot of talented players and some of our players do come from chelsea like de bruyne hey, sorry and <laughs> players like that but the thing is city needed to win that game otherwise there's no chance in the season because chelsea is the make it or break it point for City's turnaround in the actual season ahead. Yeah, and Connor and I were briefly watching the game. We were looking at it in bits and pieces. And yeah. oh, when we saw Chelsea went ahead, oh, I was, I'll tell you what, as Spurs fans, we were a bit upset and we were rooting hard for you guys. But when sure. we checked the score later on, <laughs> we were rather delighted. I was, oh, I was, it's been, I was, Ooh, that's what I felt, you know what I mean? <laughs> I just felt like a... No better way to say it. Jay? <laughs> Um, mine was uh, obviously Tottenham West Ham. Uh, it was just our first game with Jose Mourinho at the, the helm. Um, I was away. I walked like almost two kilometers down a mountain to like a little hotel that had a like a, they had it on the big screen. And uh, in his current state, guys, two Ks is super fast. So well yeah, done, Jay. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so it was well worth it. I had. Uh, Long Island iced teas. I'm not one for cocktails, but boy, do those things give you a smack. So it was just a Gazi's line. I bet you right now he was sipping on strawberry daiquiris, watching the game with a nice uh, big round hat. Oh, it was, yeah, pretty much. It was absolutely incredible. Um, a little bit shaky at the end, but to walk away with the win. Watch you or the game. And it was, it was one of. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, 100% to it's our first away win in a long time like in the Premier League which I am so incredibly happy about yeah since February to be exact we've got another keen Tottenham fan here obviously but uh, it was absolutely incredible and I was just happy I was away we won uh, had a couple of cocktails life was great (laughs) (laughs) Con tell us what was your what was your game of the weekend I don't know. When when I saw you send me the roster, I looked at this question with keen interest because I think if you look in terms of how the Premier League is looking in terms of the managerial climate and how the teams that are expected to be doing well are actually doing, yeah. it was a big game for many teams. So I followed quite keenly. Obviously, I'm going to say the Tottenham game was big for us. Yeah. The big press hub behind Jose Mourinho. It was more the Jose Mourinho versus West Ham game for me rather mm. than Tottenham versus West Ham. Obviously, sure. as with a manager of such a profile like Mourinho, it's, it's always going to be big. And I mean, for me, it's just results orientated. I don't care who's at the helm. You've just got to win. Just football is results. We don't, we don't like it like as much as stories on us. That's why I'd say... That was one of the biggest. But then you also have to look across to another game I paid a keen interest to, which was Sheffield United versus Manchester United. And what a game it was, gentlemen. If you you caught the game, you would have seen a very good game. And I was pleasantly surprised because it's almost two teams with two different fortunes at two different budgets in two different stratospheres of football. And you just see the good work that Wilder is doing at Sheffield United and the way they play off of players that should be nowhere near the Premier City. League. And also with a manager like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer being under the pressure he is at this point in time, that sort of game I don't think is real. I think maybe Solskjaer has two or three games left in the tank at this point, so. as well as Pellegrini with Man- uh, with West Ham. Oh, he's on his way, sure. And I didn't even mention Arsenal-Southampton, briefly. <laughs> And I mean, I'll speak unbiasedly in this moment with you guys. Big results there 
because that could be Emery's last game. You never know what's going to happen this week. I hope it's not his last game, man. Yeah, also, I hope he stays much longer. He's yeah, doing fantastic. Wow. <laughs> Good no. material there. <laughs> <laughs> On that Sheffield game, you mentioned it. They were Sheffalonia because the way they were passing the ball was mad. It was like was watching crazy. Barcelona at their prime with Pep still at, at the range. The way they were moving ball, it wasn't like two, three touches. It was to the feet, boom. The guy already knew what yeah. he was going to do with the ball. And I think that's what caught Man United sleeping as well. I don't think teams have actually got at United like they could have. And if they yeah. go at them, they're going to expose them. Uh, in saying that, United a crazy couple of minutes. I don't know what the, the exact number was. It was seven minutes, eight minutes where they got three goals back. And then the next minute they're in the league. And I'm watching this and I'm like, this is this United or is this not United? They're doing a Spursy thing. But they are good players, though. That's the yes. thing. They are capable of that, but the coaching is inadequate. Absolutely. Which is why I made the comparison to say, you as a coach would appreciate mm-hmm. this from Sheffield. You can see that Sheffield team is well coached. Exactly. You can though. see well drilled. As opposed to, you don't know what's going on at Carrington at this point in time. No. I mean, like I, I watch United games and all, all those guys who are going to be listening out there saying that I give United stick all the time or so I'm just saying, but I'm actually saying this. Say so there's no myth, like method behind their play. No, I, I, I don't know what they're building towards when I watch them. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Super and I felt, football. I felt like that about Tottenham. I still feel like that about Tottenham because it's too soon of yeah, sure. Mourinho getting there. But I, I felt like they were just like playing football just to pass around. There's no goal on that field, if you know what I'm it's saying. It's like they're not even United, but they're named United. <laughs> that's the only thing. <laughs> the fans are United, not the team at the moment. I think that's a good um, way to look at it. And for me, my game, of course, you know it. And I actually think some of my friends must think I'm really a nasty person about Arsenal at the moment. But I have such a keen interest in my rivals. And, and I do watch their games a lot, yeah. so I'm not going to lie to you. And I watch that Arsenal game. Oh, guys, if if I've ever seen players playing to get a manager sacked, that is a prime example of what's happening at Arsenal. There's just no, no cohesion at the moment. It, it, it's sad. As much as we Spurs fans and we, we want to be better than than all of our rivals. A dog. It's it's terrible. Like I mean, at the end of the day, it's football. It's a beautiful game. Yeah. I want Arsenal to lose, but I want them to lose in a game where they've actually played well. You know, if that makes sense to you, I want to see good football. I don't want to see one team just dominate. You want them to be a rival, not yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, Southampton. Goodness, they are. To me, they're the worst team in the league. And look what they did. It wasn't like the Saints were playing at home. Guys, mm-hmm. They were playing away at the Emirates. Exactly. You know? So, I, I don't know so much about Arsenal at the moment. Um, I just want to ask like a mm. question. Do you think actually Aubameyang would actually stay this year? No chance. If if, if Emery stays, he ain't going to stay. Why would he? I think most of the players, the top players, Depends they, they get leave. as a coach, I would say. Yeah, exactly. Because Lacazette at the moment, I think he's carrying them. Eh? Like, yes. There's like, a quite a scary rumour going around. What's it? That Currently, that's... Because, I mean, it just so happens that there's a world-class coach who probably owns property in North London already, if you know what I'm saying. He, he, Pochettino I, 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 or look, not? Look, look, no. look, look. I also, I also, in my heart of hearts, don't want to believe it could happen. Exactly. And I'm not trying to throw sticks into the works here by saying this, but like location-wise and family-wise and his setup-wise uh, and the fact that there is a job like that, he could take it a completely other way and say, I don't like the way you treated me with this exit, having somebody lined up 
yeah. over the course of the three weeks, mm-hmm. and then after that, just dropping him. Yeah, I, I just I, you know what? You know what I mean. I'm, I'm not saying I yeah. think it would happen, but like. You you put, it, you put it out there and we don't want to mingle with the universe. No, no, I don't want to mingle with it. I'm just saying it's, it's fruit for thought at this moment. It is it's time. It is you know what I'm saying? I, don't see it, man. I know. I'm a diehard like yourself. <laughs> I understand. But like it's happened and before, if it, guys. If let, it did, I would be absolutely lest, heartbroken. Lest we forget it's happened before, gentlemen. Yeah, it has, but not with Pochettino. That's nah, the thing. Yeah. You know what? The, you know what the, the only reason I'll disagree with you on that is Pochettino, he, he needs trophies now. Yeah. He's going to go somewhere where realistically he's got an idea that he can go and win a trophies. Top I, I don't think he's going to go to Arsenal. He knows. I mean, he's a smart man. He knows the problems that are at Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he would be shooting himself in the foot by going to Arsenal. He's going to be looking at maybe a different league. Um, I'm hoping so because I don't want to go up against the man. He's tactically... He's really smart, guys. I think the players just got tired of him at the moment and I don't want to go up against him. So I think oh, the rumours about Bayern Munich and that... I'd love it. The man's got a good chance of winning trophies there. Yeah, he needs deserves. It. He Hopefully really he gets does it. it before our next game. That'll be an interesting storyline. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> that'll be an interesting storyline. That'll, that, oh, that'll, no. that'll be so awkward. No. Don't you think? I would cringe my life away looking at Mourinho and Pochettino shake hands on the touchline. Oh, no. Oh, no. You know what? So, in fact, I'm going to put it out there. If Pochettino manages Arsenal, the next podcast, Jared will wear an Arsenal shirt. No, 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 no. I was going to say, are you, are you that confident? Shane can wear an Arsenal You wouldn't catch me dead. No, there's no Arsenal shirt that could fit me. Your heart's too big. Okay, guys, so let's let's move away from this before we start crying over Poch. We're going to touch on VAR again. And it's actually a good point because Ashton brought this up. The story is breaking at the moment that um, Safa want to bring uh, VAR into the PSL. Now, my question is, okay, we, we, we've debated at length whether VAR works in general. Yeah. Is it going to work in the PSL? And discuss. But okay. for me, in all honesty, like um, VAR is quite an expensive thing to run. You have to hire extra referees, essentially. And the, the equipment and the mastery behind it is also very expensive. They use it in rugby, but rugby in South Africa is a much larger viewer base, if that makes sense. Sure, you, like the Soweto Derby, you get thousands and thousands of people there. But I mean, like on a weekly basis, um, consistency yeah, things. so it's just like our, our main of the matches get like a couple of gigs of data. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> now, I'm, not, I'm not dissing them in any it's way. because I mean, data is expensive. It, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Data is incredibly it's a, expensive. It's a commodity, but I'm just saying, it, for me, it, it'll be uh, there's more things that they could focus their money on within um, the association. Yeah. Um, and God, you could really pull up a lot more things using using that money because we see that even in Europe, it's it's like a struggle to use VAR and it's not being used correctly. Oh, and uh, yeah, in South Africa, I don't believe that it would work. You know, like, yeah. that's just my honest opinion. Um, sure, I could be wrong. Like, don't. Yeah. Did you just say onion? Onion. onion. I, could, I, I could be onion. <laughs> I could be wrong. 
but uh, it's just what what did where did I even say onion? I can't even remember now. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> it's onion, my opinion. <laughs> well saved. Okay, so yeah, uh, I, I don't personally, I don't think it'll work. I would like to build up to a point where we can do that, but I, for me uh, personally, I believe that there is more that they could focus on. And, then, on, yeah. and, and sponsors are a lot of things because otherwise it's going to be taking a lot of the budget yeah. and the PSL can get more sponsors than the normal exactly. we need to grow the PSL and I don't think that's the right route yes. grassroots yeah. football pump that money in there let's start our kids off get them on the right track so that we're producing more stars in European football exactly. for me academy football is more important oh, than geez, absolutely. offside yeah absolutely I mean yeah exactly. actually Less, well, obviously, Jay touched on the financial uh, financial side where, you know, we don't have that like high expect, uh, expectations of players coming to watch matches. Like you look at the FNB Stadium being one of the most um, supporters, like seating and everything, where we don't actually have that attendance every single week. And now you look at all those seats not even used, not even the toilet seats are used. And the thing is, <laughs> you, you go to like different like different places where it's either Wits playing or Pirates playing or Kaiser Chiefs playing. Like it would be good to see it because it will change actually the style of play. You won't ever see those those hectic offsides where you look at the other day where Pirates was versing, I think, um, Morocco Swallows or something, or some fun, like other yeah, team. And the thing is, they called like three or four offsides and I saw the coach after the game. He was fuming. Like, I, 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 I can't understand where, you know, the officials are bad. And now, the thing is, if we do get that educated system where um, the referees and linesmen and everyone else will get more and more um, educated in that sense, we could actually see that the PSL will get better as a league and maybe people overseas would actually take it more seriously if we actually take it more seriously ourselves mm-hmm. and the thing That's is to have investors mm-hmm. like maybe from Dubai or England per se where they could actually franchise their clubs or they can franchise their name here like get like Sundown Sundowns is obviously a big club rich club and even get like Pirates back on top like with money and stuff again mm-hmm. and bringing people from overseas and the thing is we shouldn't actually see our country as a bad country to play football or anything like that we should actually see it as this this country as itself is a developing country and i want to develop soccer as a whole now get players from like like youth teams from brazil or get get fresher players coming in the country not just um uh players from africa or players from australia for example get get players where they got that experience of more dribbling more precise focused passing because like look at our players i watched um i think it was Sundowns and I must get the team. Sorry about the teams, but the thing is, like, I watch Sundowns and they got such a beautiful style of play. And, and it's because look at their infrastructure it's with flaring, coaching yeah. and their their mentality is so different to our level. Sundowns are a well coached club. They are it's and Kaiser well. Chiefs and Orlando Pirates, but there's a gap. You know what I mean? There's always that gap where they're on top or something like that. We need all our teams to be on that level. And the thing is, some of our players, like you said in the previous podcast, where the minute they score, the minute they win, they have a different mentality and oh. they want to start dribbling, they want to start showing Show to bring up the crowd. Bring up the crowd by scoring goals so you can actually maintain the world. You know, go to Club World Cup and win the Club World Cup. Show Real Madrid that you're actually a better team. Now, how are we going to start? When we start taking it seriously and I see VR changing the game. Sure. And I know it's bad to say that our, our referees, but if we train our referees, we can actually show European officials that we are actually taking this stuff seriously and we can improve our league as a well. whole. So Arthur, are you listening? <laughs> We've got a man for your PR team, Roger Ashton Lima. <laughs> uh, Connor, what's your feelings on this? VAR, that odd thing. VAR. Ultimately, <laughs> whenever a question like this is pitched, gentlemen, and we, we get that as a public and as a soccer-loving public, it seems to me that 
no matter how small the microcosm of the question is, it's always the larger question. Yeah. Irrespective of it just being, do we think SAFA will be, yeah. it'll be a good change for SAFA within the PSL? I don't know. Because in my experience, and I know it goes both ways, VAR kills the magic of the game for me. And as much as the decisions are, are correct and just, the reason I fell in love with football was because of the heartbreak at unjust decisions. Was because of us scoring Umati in Tottenham Hotspur, scoring goals that shouldn't have ever stood because it was offside. But the rage of the opposition fans, it just it created a magic. And wherever it goes, be it the PSL or the Brazilian leagues or wherever they implement it, yeah. I think that they have logistical challenges to still get over in terms of what it is in totality. Because, I mean, I understand Ashton's point. It is going to, our league will be taken more seriously because the officiating will become a lot more precise. Won't be, won't be a mess around league anymore with drastically incorrect decisions. I agree with that. But then again, the fundamental issues that are still there with VAR are still there. I mean, you yeah. see it. Who was it? It was against, it was actually the Sheffield game against Tottenham at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. They got the Sheff, Sheffield should have had a goal. I don't understand how you can. How, yeah. I don't understand like how you can have a toe offside. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you want it to come into Africa, and then there's still these logistics. Can you imagine? You guys know as honest South Africans how much us in our country can argue, just as a people, as a populace. Imagine they introduced VAR into the populace right now in South Africa. <laughs> yeah, it would be a major. It, it it would be huge it because would be there problem. would be. Uh, and I'm not trying to downplay my country, you know what I'm saying? But there would be a lot of politics behind it. I'm sure of it. Yeah, it would be. I mean, the uh, last couple of games, as I've noticed in the PSL, there's been a lot of red cards. Um, now, that's going to be another contentious scene with VAR. How many of these off-the-ball scenarios are they going to pick up? I mean, teams are going to end up playing with eight players on the field. It's going to be absolutely nuts. So, while I agree with Ashton and while I agree with, with you, Con, I think let's, I'd round it off and say what Jared said was perfect. Let's save that money and rather invest it in something better that mm. we can reap the rewards from short term and long term. We get those two goals in place and work to that because right now, is VAR going to really affect and help the South African soccer? I don't think so. Um, it's going to help one or two decisions. Yes, spot on. But I don't think it's going to change the complexity of the league and the look of the league and the cosmetics. So, by all means, in future, when it's a fine-tuned machine and it's working yes. everywhere else, yeah, that's what I'm um, saying. Yeah, because if you bring it in now, it's 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 not a 100 percent accurate. No, There's issues all over the place, and software. it might not exactly. even have to carry on. So, I mean, bringing in something that's failing, yeah. Um, Ashton knows VAR well. Yeah. yeah. As a city fan. Nearly every game. Yeah. Yeah. So do we. We're <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Before we move on, can I just come clean with Ashton? As much stick as I gave you at the time over those two games, it felt like cheap wins. So, from my side to you, just now I'm still happy with one. Just <laughs> talking about so the like, Champions League last year. Yeah. 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 It's the right Champions back. League and the league game there. this season. Yeah. And the league game. I, I, Nearly every it was, it, it, was, it, was, it was a shallow victory, man. Yeah. Because, I mean, 
That was a keyword. You can also go to Liverpool. Yeah. But we'll just Google Pep's reaction to that, and that is exactly like it, yeah. it epitomizes the moment completely. And that's yeah. too much. Like that's going to give people heart attack. Exactly. In the future. <laughs> but speaking on that uh, PSL, where you said they get a lot of records. Yesterday, when they burst Pirates versus Polokwane City, there was two red cards. That's what I'm talking about. And five yeah. yellow cards. That's exactly yes, what I'm talking about. Right. So that that was very harsh. Like. You know, I don't know if it's a refs or it's no, just it's the not even like, no, it's the players, the ill discipline. It wasn't even just this game yesterday that you're talking about. That just reminded me yesterday. It's been building up for quite a while now. The discipline is so poor. It's yeah. because the showboating, I'll go back to that again. A guy showboating, next challenge, he takes a guy out, it's yellow card, it's off the ball, knocks it. I'm the same. If someone is yeah. showboating around me, I'm Everyone can showboat around you, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> As a football purist, it really grounds my gears. No, it does. Stuff. It's so, really does. Yeah, so I'm not surprised, but I mean, it's just it's just the, the nature of the sport in our country. But it, there's nothing wrong with like uh, okay, showboating is a little bit hectic, but I don't mind. Yeah, skill here and there it just shows. I like practical skill. Yeah, so get you in a better position. Put the ball Shout in the back of the net. <laughs> that, that skill. Put the ball in the back of the net and keep it out of yours. That's the only skill you should be practicing yeah. in football. Not uh, just Taekwondo. No. <laughs> but you know, you're saying Taekwondo, Taekwondo, and it ties in perfectly to our next segment. So oh, well really? done. That was, a lovely, that was a lovely segue there. Well done, Jay. And we are talking about the five most hated footballers. <laughs> so now, what I want, I want you guys to each give me a list of five players okay. that you... When I say hate, I use the term loosely because we don't like to hate. That's not a nice thing. When I say hate, I mean dislike footballer. But it's easier to say. Yeah, extremely. Frustrating footballer. Yeah. So I'd like to see. We're going to each start five. I'd like to see if we've we've picked up on the same players. Yeah. So let's start with you, Ashley. Give us your five players. So as you said, the hated player being, you know, you hate them. But I'm going to start off with my dislike. Dislike your. Sorry about my English. My, my players that I dislike. Okay, okay onion. Okay, <laughs> onion. <laughs> Obviously, uh, number one is Xhaka. Uh, I think Xhaka. <laughs> his attitude. Uh, I had so many like times to talk about him, but the thing is, his attitude, his gameplay. It's like, why is he playing in Arsenal? Like such a top team as well. Not top now, but you know that that mentality of Arsenal. <laughs> now you look at Xhaka. Xhaka is more of a, like a like a League Three player or. Or even like um, French Division Two player, he's not even capable to play in the Premier League, if you know what I mean. And then I get to my second player, which I still don't understand why he's in Man United. Um, is Ashley Young? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, Ashley Young, you know, as much as United players, uh, fans, and everyone likes him, I don't see why you like him because you you look you look at him. <laughs> he's outstanding with his passing, but you know you need you need to get the defending going. You need to get less fouls going. You need to get less. Um, like a player that's not even focused, you need to get him out your team. And if United wants to be there, stop playing the guy. So like I know I'm being too benched. rude, but he's better to go to MLS now because he's at that phase where he's old, he's he's fragile, he's old he, in general. He's the know. oldest player there, right? Yeah. Well, obviously they're gonna need the oldest player there to sign off, like on those parent <laughs> guardian <laughs> forms for the younger players. He's been the last he's been two benched. Games he's been benched for. I don't know what that youngster's name is. Brandon Williams. Been, yeah. So like Ashley Young is Ashley old. That's my point with him. And then the third player I dislike, he plays for my club. Um, he's irritating me too much. Is uh, Otamendi. Um, I still don't. I know. I know he's had a few good games. That's a he got a team of the week. Uh, I think two weeks or this last week they passed. That is a strange one. But for me, look at the goals we concede every time he plays. Look at the amount of fouls. All he does for us is score headers. Why don't put him in an attacking position? 
Because <laughs> if he's a defender, he's supposed to defend. And now if Edison is alone at the back and John Stones is not on form, Otemeni is there. And now Otemeni can't even do his job properly. So Otemeni, I do see him leaving in the next two seasons. I don't see him in my club anymore. If I was the manager or if I was the, the owner of the club, he would have been gone to Shaking maybe a so. South American <laughs> club. If I knew you guys had an inspirational captain that was at the club not so long ago. Ah, he's still, ah it was his time, you know. That's only thing. Company, that's only thing. <laughs> and then my player that I actually hate, I'm sorry to say this, I don't hate anybody, but he's the guy I hate. He's the only guy I hate in this world. Um, <laughs> he's cost us maybe two quarterfinals in Champions League. Um, he's cost us so many games I don't understand he, he scores more on goals and he's a keeper um, he's got more red cards than our team combined um, he makes more than Edison which I'm confused about um, and his name is Claudio Bravo Bravo <laughs> Bravo so that's anything so I'm very I'm very fumed about Bravo he's cost us a lot of games in Champions League and he's cost us a lot of games in Premier League games big games like you saw against Liverpool like you can't always say it's about VR as well where I complain about VR but look at the saves you could have made to help us still stay in the game and I can't just blame the defence I can't blame the attacking for not scoring like a girl but Bravo's a guy that I hate I like Bravo he was, he was <laughs> so intense there when he said probably <laughs> super chill though for some Beza yeah he's Jeez, probably you were cool, so right? rough there. <laughs> Actually, wow. Okay, so those are your only, five. But I get you, bro. <laughs> okay. I think it was only four, but yeah, those are the guys. No, the clo- Once you got to Bravo, you switched off. And yeah, you saw red and you, you were yeah, done. Probably. Um, sure. Okay. So what I'm going to do is... All right. So... Guys, my five names are as follows. Number one, not at the top, has to be Joey Barton. What? Yeah, sorry, I was going to do the same one. Joey <laughs> I'll never forget that game at QPR where was a company that he kicked. Yeah, it was a City no, player for was, sure. Was, I think it was Nazri. He, he kicked a City player once he'd been red carded already. Yes. That guy is wow. just, and then he goes to France to play in the French league, and he develops a French accent over like two weeks of being there. All of a sudden, he's French, um, and then when he comes back to England, he he's got a proper Pommy accent again. I don't understand the guy. He's pure aggression. He's like Bellerin. He's utter nonsense. Yeah, I know. He lunges out. Oh man! Smacks him in the face. Yeah, he's in the wrong sport. He should have just joined a MMA yeah, or something like that. No, uh, number two, Jack Wilshere. I mean, Jack Wilshere. Jack Wilshire has to be a number that's, two. That's form. another one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is going to become a Spurs. Yeah, okay. He, he's an Arsenal player. And he's always had little slight digs at Spurs, which I don't blame him because that's a rival thing. So Jack Wilshire has to be number two. <laughs> number three, Mr. JT John Terry himself. Oh. Um, yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a Chelsea player. He was their club legend. Um, also a filthy player. What he was a nonce, but he was there nonce. Yeah, he, he was smart. He, he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, John Terry, I'm sorry. I Watch have to add you to... <laughs> I have to add it to my list. I've got two more left. Oh, another centre-back, Sergio Ramos. Oh, There what? is something about Sergio Ramos I've never liked from day one. And you know what the worst is? He's a damn fine player. He really is. Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, I've never back. seen someone score so many goals playing centre-back. he's well decorated as well. Yeah, and I mean, he's always had great hairstyles and, you know, he's just got everything Big going for him. Yeah. Sorry, great what? Tattoos. Oh, okay, I was just making sure that's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> and then last but not least, the 
guy that rolls all over the floor when you touch him or blow wind at him, Neymar. I can't stand Neymar. I think he's, I, I say worst for last. I cannot stand Neymar. Everything about him is so cringeworthy. I, can't, I couldn't even care less that he's one of the most talented footballers in the world. I'm not saying best. I'm saying talented because he's got talent. But his antics on the field, he, his desire to, to make a name for himself by using money and all these big spending moves. And then he wants to go behind the club's back and move backwards. And I can't stand Neymar. I'm sorry for all the fans out there that like him and that. that that's up to you and it's your opinion. And it's just your opinion as well. Yeah, Neymar. Oh, he, he mm. grinds me like Claudia Bravo does to you. Jay, hit it away, baby. Okay. Uh, one of my least favorite players is David Luiz or David Luiz or whatever you want to say. It. Yeah. I really no, dislike it. Sideshow Bob. He's got a good knuckleball for a free kick, and that's about the only thing that's good yeah. about him. When he um, yeah, no, he irritates me so much. Um, yeah, it just grinds me so much. I had the same players as you, Joey Barton. I thought he was an absolute tit. Um, put it lightly. Um, who else do I really, really? I also didn't like Jack Wilshire. Oh, Luis Suarez. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? The biter from Uruguay. Uh, what he did to Ghana in the 2010 World Cup. Oh, the handball. Hand oh. No, I'm sorry. He's one of the most dirty. Yeah, I know. He's one of the most dirty players ever to face the game. He's had like a quiet couple of years, but I think it's just because he's getting old and. His teeth are probably falling out. So. He's not hungry for goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. Another one I don't like Diego Costa. Oh yes, how do we forget um, Diego? Even though he, he single-handedly ruined Chelsea in one season, <laughs> uh, and then blamed it on everybody else, and, and then just chose never to come back. Um, that was pretty cool, but I mean, it's pretty dick at the same time. Excuse my language, sorry. <laughs> so I'm really sorry. <laughs> and who's another? I've got a. I've actually got a few. I could go on for hours. Um, who, who's a really big one? Well, why are you thinking of who winds you up, Connor? Who's sure, your fav? Yeah, this is a tough question, guys. <laughs> sorry, I swore. <laughs> this is. I'm sorry. This, this is, is a, a tough bit. question, guys. And I'm sure you'll agree with me in some senses because. And others, I'd say that I'm, I'm like very sadistic. Not many people will agree with me. I'd have to say one of the players <laughs> that I really disliked. I'd say number one, my, not number one. They're not in any particular order. Like yeah. you don't have like, like number one hate. That's like catastrophic situation right there. I'd say Eden Hazard. Eh? Wow, Eden Hazard. And he, this is one of those ones that you might debate me on. Is it because he was from Chelsea? No, not even. Just like his aura and the fact that he was always so big about himself and big into himself and the fact that he played for Chelsea and the fact that the game <laughs> so no, it's not Chelsea you can't just polish it's just, it's just one of those things you know another one that you guys have completely glossed over was Theo Walcott oh, oh that's the one right there you've completely glossed over Mr. Theo. Two one. Mr. Two Mr. One. Theo Walcott I don't know I, Walnut um, Uncle Shane asked me to be really, really, really well behaved in terms of my word on the pod, my words on the podcast today, guys. So hear me and hear me now, and I'll say this politely as possible. Theo Walcott this is gonna go really grinds, <laughs> really grinds my gears. I cannot stand him. Um, 
maybe Shane can link my number if you guys want my real feelings on him because that's not that, that, I can't I can't say that. Oh eight sixty Walcott lover. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then there was another one that and it's quite weird because I, I quite grew to like him was um Raheem Sterling. No. No, at the time you must remember yeah. oh, from the, Liverpool the player he was at Liverpool. And I remember the perception I got of him. I was like, this guy's just a traitor. Can you imagine, for instance, a young or Harry Kane moved to Manchester City? There's a question to I the Spurs boys. <laughs> I really don't mind. No, but I you don't. know, I would be offended. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would be offended. I would be super offended. And it that depends on how he does it. Not like Carl Walker. Yeah, Carl. Oh. <laughs> keep walking keep walking okay and then if I have to if I have to give you one more on the spot what about Trippier from City to oh, nah Trippier Trippier's alright man he's just prone to dumb he stuff he was the Spurs M&M guys yeah oh, I love uh, Kieran Trippier yeah just to think of one more I don't know I, I'd say it has to be an Arsenal player um I'm not going to throw Xhaka under the bus because as we were speaking of earlier, like it's just Like how can you hate somebody who's just so positively hopeless on a soccer field? Like it's a bit sad. Um, What's your feelings about the defenders, boss? I don't like a bombian. Like my stuff for your Socrates. I have no real opinion because if they're not playing well, they give me no reason to hate them. Or it's interesting what Shane said. John Terry was good and he knew how to rile us up and he always could put put good performances always right place right time wind up the reps like these Arsenal players don't have that in their capacity it's a soft underbelly so I don't really hate that many and it's an odd list and it is people are good no matter what there's obviously ones like Suarez and all of that but we're not going to get too deep into it Okay. No, that's good. Thank you, Connor. Whew. I'll sweat in there for a second. <laughs> uh, we're going to go through to our favorite segment of the show, Guess or Mess. We're going to quickly predict our scores. Um, I'm going to run through them with you boys, the games, and you can just give me your score predictions. Um, we got Monica, Monica, Monica. <laughs> Monica versus PSG. We've got Leicester versus Everton. We've got Atletico Madrid versus Barcelona. And then we've got Bayern Munich versus Bayer Leverkusen. Ashley, give me your scores. Okay, for Monaco and PSG, I'm going to go for Monaco 2-1. Boom. Okay, cool. Then for Leicester versus Everton, I'm going to go for a cheeky... No, 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 cheeky. No. You know Leicester's powerful. Um, 2-0. Wow. And Dude. then to... Obviously to Leicester, <laughs> yeah. Atletico Madrid versus Barcelona, I'm going to go for a draw. Yeah. Um, I think maybe... 1-1. One, one. It's wow. going to be plain because the, the defense on one side is very good and the attack on one side is very good. Okay. And the keeper, obviously, all black is going to be the oh, showstopper. He's a machine. And then with Bayern Munich versus Bayer Leverkusen. Bayer Leverkusen, they have a lot of star talent, but they did sell a lot of them. Um, so on. <laughs> Havertz is there. Um, Brandt left. But I only see Havertz in that team and obviously Jonathan Tah. Yeah. But Bayern Munich's going to take it. And I think they're going to even thrash him 4-1. Mm, mm, mm. I think Ashton was just copying my score on that game. Um, I'm going to run through mine. Yeah. I said PSG to beat Monaco 3-1. Leicester and Everton, I, I think Everton are going to turn up on the day for some reason. They've been playing so terrible, but I just see it going 2-2. Atletico Madrid is going to beat Barcelona 2-1 to haunt Antoine Griezmann. Um, That's an interesting one. Yeah, and then Bayern is going to beat Bayer Leverkusen 4-1 with Lewandowski doing four goals in a game in another <laughs> yeah. 
like maybe 15 That's minutes. That's not even yeah, a no, ridiculous no. shout from your no. end. That could very possibly happen. Yeah, Lewandowski. Did you see? I just want to get on to yesterday. He scored four goals in 15 minutes. Broke a record, eh? Yeah. In That's, the second half as well. That's solid. Lewandowski. That guy's a machine, eh? <laughs> 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 Best finisher in the world right now. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Monaco, PSG. PSG to win 2-0. Mm, mm, um, Leicester, Everton. I'm going to go for a Leicester win 2-0 as well. Uh, remember, I am always wrong, so it's a bet against him. So. Yes. Um, Atletico Madrid and Barcelona. I am going to go for a surprise from Atletico Madrid yeah. and Kieran Trippier to cross in the winner. Wow. Thank yes, you very yeah. much. Put that in your betting papers today. <laughs> if you do win, please share half with me. If you don't win, it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> and Bayern Munich first, Bayern Lega, who's Ladies, Bayern's gonna kill them, uh, in my opinion. Uh, three, no. Okay, it's an interesting one. I would say, out of the Monaco PSG, well, just in starting this one, I'm gonna go super biased. I think I've been. I think I've been speaking with my brain and not my heart, so I'm going to go with what I want rather than what I think is possible. Yeah. Monaco, PSG. PSG will beat Monaco. Monaco is a spend force in France right now. Which is cooler? Which is cooler? Probably like 3 nothing, I'd say. I don't really, I really think if PSG play the best they can and Monaco play the best they can, they stole the, the better team. In no, that for game, sure. For sure, 100%. I mean, PSG has probably got the best squad in the world right now other than maybe Juventus and yeah, so wonder how they don't win anything big in Europe. Yeah. Um, Leicester versus Everton. I'm gonna go with my heart. I'm gonna say Everton to nick a cheeky one there. What? Mm-hmm. Cheeky little. Come cheeky on, your toffees. Two Ooh, one. Yeah. Cheeky little one 0 no, two one. <laughs> one of those things where nothing goes right. So Madison is frustrated. Gets a red card because he keeps getting shut down. Imagine this happens. Eh? I think he's from the future. One of those. One of those. One of those guys. I, you'd be surprised, guys. And. You'd have to speak to me more about predictions. Um, I'm actually quite good at predictions. No jokes. I don't know. Like weird mojo feeling. What's the lotto results? No, okay. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, once it's... That's why I don't bet. Because I feel like once I go into putting money on my predictions, the mojo will leave. So I like to do it as almost like a showpiece. We do not promote betting on the show. Just shout out for that. (laughs) Unless somebody's a betting agency sponsors them at some stage. Sports bet. Atletico Madrid versus Barcelona. I think I'm going to share the same sentiment as Ashton. Barcelona have been prone to being inconsistent this season. They really have been. And I'm sure Atletico have something to prove. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, didn't they... How did they do in the Champions League last, they lost, it's they the, lost yesterday? It's, one, no. it's, it's, the, it's the one game I glossed over and I didn't really look into. Sorry, I'm They didn't play too game. bad, though. No, that, that's what I'm saying. The defense and the goalkeepers. Yeah, hey, as I say, Juventus are probably the team that are gunning the most for the Champions they're, they're League. They're going to win Champions League for me. The old lady. Yeah. The, well, yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to go to that. That has draw written all over it yeah. for me. Yeah. It really it does. does. Two teams cancelling each other out. Bayern Munich versus Bayer Leverkusen. It's just a case of how many Lewandowski gets. Wow. So we're looking at plenty of goals, eh? Yeah, probably five or six. Okay. Here we go, boys. We are into our latest segment that we've just added. It is called Ultimate 30. For those that don't know what it is, 30 seconds for our guest Connor to answer. He's got to get as many questions right in 30 seconds. And then we're going to just keep a log to see who is at the top. And right now, Chad Cam is at the top with four questions right. So, Connor, do you think you can beat four? I can try my best. Yeah, so it's like playing 30 seconds at home with the missus, but 
it always turns out bad. So don't play teams like that, guys. It causes fights. <laughs> Connor, Ashton is going to be asking the questions, and your time starts now. Which club is Mourinho currently in? Tottenham Hotspur. Who has the most assists in Tottenham this season? Uh, should be him in Son. Yes. Where uh, Where were Tottenham Hotspur last season? In the That's standings. Wembley. In the standings in the oh, in the standings <laughs> we finished fourth. Fourth. Uh, which player who transferred from Man United to Roma is called Smalling? Smalling. There we go. Who is the top scorer in the Spanish league right now? It is Karim Benzema. There we go. Who won the 2006 FIFA World Cup in Italy? Oh, that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't just, count. Okay, there we go. Hey, your time is up. You I read it very Chad. Good. You got five right, which means you are officially at the top of our ultimate 30 table. So sorry, Chad, Wasn't for you. Yes. Um, you slipped we'll second. So, Chad, you're still I in the top two. six if it wasn't for Ashton. <laughs> <laughs> in closing, boys, we would like to thank our sponsor, SSC <laughs> Promotions. Whether you are looking for promotional products or just quality t-shirts, these yep. are the guys to help you. And in fact, guys, you better go head over to their Facebook page. They are running some crazy, crazy specials at the moment. They've even got gadgets, electronics, that they're selling at the moment. There's some things on there that I'm like, it's just shouting Christmas present. Exactly. Yeah. So People. first of season. Yeah, come on, guys. End yeah. of November. Jeez, you got the money. Just go and spend it wisely. SSC Promotions. We're going to drop their details on the podcast. Go and Make a special them. budget for them. Oh, guys, you're not going to regret it. Trust me. Yeah, you. Yeah. Guys, thanks for an awesome night. Connor, oh, did you. you enjoy yourself? Oh, thank you so much, gentlemen. It was an honor to be on here. I love every single one of you. You guys are good friends of mine. And to just come shoot the breeze with you over what we love most, oh, it was an honor, guys. Thanks so much. No, thank you. It's been a also. pleasure having you on the show. I know you've been nagging to get onto it for a while. <laughs> We've been so busy. Um, we've got a, quite a nice list. So, guys, if you are out there and you want to get onto the show as well, please just drop us a message. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, email, YouTube, yeah. Anchor, Twitter, Spotify. Anchor. You can <laughs> knock podcast. on our door. Yeah. And if you're listening like to this, share, <laughs> share this podcast, guys. It's amazing. I got into it just by listening to them, and it is enthralling. If you've gotten this far, it's worth a listen. Add to Spotify, please, guys. Thanks, there we go. Thanks for the shout out there. Thank you very much, boys. Guys, have a good evening. If you're out there and you're on the roads, drive safely. Take care and peace out. Boom. Yeah.